You're about to listen to a message from Savannah Grace Chapel, Port Harcourt. May these words bear fruit in your heart as you listen. Amen. Listen about it. Good evening, all. Good evening, sir. And welcome to service. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, I think just share the grace and go home. <laughs> Pastor Emmanuel has preached all the message. Amen. Glory to God. But I was really blessed. I don't know how many of you are blessed by things that he said. Amen. I was really blessed by it. Amen. Um, and interesting enough, we'll take off from there. Well, um, I want to talk about something and it's still in line with, with faith. Um, but what Emmanuel, what Emmanuel started to say this evening, um, Propelling me in some direction, so it's propelling me to uh, say some things. Which will, hopefully, it will enter into um, the message I have for today. You know what Emmanuel said today? What he said this evening is is uh, is profound, and that that God expects us to use our faith. Amen. God expects us to use the faith we have, and that's how it grows. Amen. You see, um, there's something that's called um, um, muzzle. Disuse atrophy. It's not, it's not just, it's a simple word. It's the fact that if you don't use a muzzle, it will begin to waste. It will begin to shrink. That's why you see people that have, for instance, you see people that have, um, they suffer the stroke, which means that the, the sense, sensory, um, the sensory pathways in that body part is not working, so they cannot use it. That's why after some years, you notice that the limb or whatever it is begins to shrink. Amen. Amen. Now, point I'm making, and then same conversely, you see somebody, you see the person has big chest, you see him has muscles, but he just used it an extra more by going to the gym and exercising himself. As he uses his muscles, they become bigger. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Anybody can be big. <laughs> Amen. Anybody can have big chest. Glory to God. Amen. But just that you are exercised, and, and you know it's even interesting if you if you if you if you if you um, listen to or you talk to people who do exercise, they will actually tell you that there are most there are exercises you can do for every part for different parts of the body. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Okay, funny one. You know, I, I, yes. You know, I was, I was, one time, um, in, in Abuja, one of our sisters started, um, exercising, exercise things, um, an exercise training class. And I joined, that was one of the first sets, little money, we pay, we come very early in the morning, we exercise, one more, it was not fun, but it was good. You know, the point I'm making is that, you know, one time, ladies came, some sisters came, I said that, look, I remember one particular sister, God bless her, Daniel. I remember particularly say, say, Sarah, the exercise me I want. I don't want to increase muscle, body, and anything. No, I don't want. Me, it's just my bum bum I want to increase. <laughs> and I was, I was thinking, Mm-mm. but she said, yes, it's possible. The exercise you can do that can increase the body, the exercise you can do that can increase the arm, the exercise you can. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. But see, is that there's something you do to cause it to grow. 
The same thing, what, 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 am I, what am I saying? The same thing about faith is that Jesus said, if you have faith as a grain of a mustard seed, use it. That is enough. I mean, Jesus said that faith as, faith as small as the mustard seed will move a mountain. Amen. So, sometimes we're looking for giant faith. We're looking for faith as big as say, Amen. No, that's not how it works. Use the faith you have. Amen. And, and like Emmanuel was saying this evening, let's learn to make it a habit to use our faith. Put your faith to work always. Engage your faith all the time. And he has taught us, or he has reminded us how to do that by speaking. By speaking. Glory to God. Hallelujah. By speaking. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Like I always confess and I always say, I'm biggest culprit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. But let's learn to speak. Sometimes, sometimes you say, oh, I'm a quiet person. Oh, I'm a this person. Oh, I don't want anybody. Speak. I say that speaking is what I want to, I, 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 I I, I got my attention this evening that I want to talk about. You know, I think it was yesterday, I think it was yesterday, a man said something about, um, was it yesterday talking on the timeline or talking about, um, faith and corresponding action? That there's nowhere in the Bible where it says that, um, um, I believe, therefore I speak and a corresponding action. Amen. It's true. And that's very correct. I see that you apply, you know, and, I started thinking about it since when I saw it. I started thinking about it. I that. You know the point that when you are in faith, when you are in faith, amen, amen. it will affect your actions. Yes. So it's the faith that backs the action. I don't know if you understand. It's not, oh, because I'm in faith. Okay, what are the actions I should take? Amen. You, you know, a negative um, um, example came to me. When somebody has malaria, he begins to shiver. It's not that you would say, okay, um, what is my corresponding? Say, ah, my body is hot. Or um, I, I think I have malaria. Now. What's the corresponding action to malaria? It's shivering. So I start shivering to show that I have malaria. Amen. If malaria is truly there, you will shiver. Malaria will shiver you. Thank you, sir. Malaria will shiver you. Amen. I see, I saw one scripture. What I saw scripture the man already this evening. Um John chapter six verse twenty nine. John six twenty nine. He says, Just answered and said to them, This is the work of God that you believe in him whom he sent. He says, This is the work of God. This is the work of God that you believe. Now, see, what we're talking about is, you know, you, I, and where, where we got that um, faith without corresponding actions is it says when, when um, James will say, faith without works is dead. Amen. It's correct. Faith without corresponding action, faith without the actual the, the the actions that show you are in faith is dead. Amen. Now it says so. It says faith without works. Now Jesus said that this is the work. Yes. That you believe in him whom he sent. Amen. Do we get that? The work is that you believe in him whom he sent. 
So when you believe in him, amen, you're walking. Your faith is with work. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, go to the scripture Emmanuel read. 2 Corinthians 4. Is it 2 Corinthians 4? 2 Corinthians 4.13. He says, and since we have the same spirit of faith according as written, I believed and therefore I spoke. We also believe and therefore we speak. Amen. Remember what we read in John that this is the work that we believe in him. And he's telling us that if you believe, you will speak. So you see, your first corresponding action of faith is what you are saying. Amen. That's your first corresponding action. What you are saying. Amen. It's not, uh, oh, you know, say, 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 God, 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 God has been faithful and good to us. You know, we've done it. I said, okay, you're sick. So corresponding action is that, I believe I'm healed. The corresponding action is that I should get up and begin to do the things I'm doing. Amen. Some of us have gotten up and tried to do things and fainted. Amen. That was in those days. You know, you know, Bible says that when I was a child, I thought like a child, I didn't like a child, I didn't like a child. When I became a man, I gave up childish ways. There's nothing wrong with being a child and acting childish. It's that you grow up, you must grow up. I stop being childish. There's something, something Daphne does now that is just, just, of course, sometimes, eh, it's, it's actually our frustration that we are just unleashing on the poor child. Amen. If she's a child, she's behaving like a child. I mean, if she was not doing those things, you know, sometimes, well, it's, 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 and I've had some, some people to say, sometimes I say, stop running, stop running. I mean, in church, say, stop running. I used to, I used to say, if you know Ron, you don't be king now. He's not a child. I mean, just see, Daphne just comes to church. I mean, just imagine it. As we come, came to church, Daphne just came to church, walk into church, just sit down. Say, and then say, uh, Daphne, how are you? Good evening, Uncle Manuel. Good evening, Uncle David. Just sit down quietly. She's not making noise. You know, we always, uh, my, my sister, uh, and I've had other people say that thing. Say, you know, when the child, when the child is running up and down, say down, stop running, stop doing this, stop doing that. Hey, you, this, I will beat you, I will spank you, I will spank you. Then the day the child is, he has not spoken since morning, no. He has not played, he has not eaten. Eh, eh, it's not, it's just, it's just like, oh yeah, what is it? Play now. Will you take, you start pampering, patting the child. The man child gets well, he gets out right now. Hey, stop it. Amen. How did I get it? So, so, it's talking about, we must grow up. Amen. Now it says that, I believe, therefore I spoke. So, your first corresponding action is that you speak. It's not just that 
um, okay, um, 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 I believe I'm healed. So I just jump up. I start running around. Say, no, is that you, what you are saying? What you are saying? Uh, uh, scripture, um, I think it's Isaiah or something. Um, um, I think it's Isaiah where he was talking about, he says, um, the word of God was born in him and gets him up on his feet. Lucky, if you can help me. Is it Ezekiel? Okay, yes, Ezekiel. Okay. Ezekiel 2 2. Amen. For the life audience. It's Pastor that said Ezekiel chapter 2, verse 2. Amen. He said, Then the Spirit, then the Spirit entered me when he spoke to me and set me on my feet, and I heard him who spoke to me. Amen. So you see, the word, when the word comes to you, when it was, it will propel you. That's the point I'm making. It will propel you to action. That's the corresponding action. It's not the one you're faking. That's the corresponding action. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Speak. That's faith at work. Speaking. And sometimes you're going to speak it, you're going to say it, even in the midst of contrary situations, you're going to, you're going to keep declaring it. Everybody's going to, I, I, I some, some, a lot of things cause, cause us to behave the way we behave. One of it is fear. So when I'm confessing it and I'm declaring it, and because it's saying that you confess it and declare it, everybody hears you, know that you're saying. So when I'm confessing and declaring it, that, um, all my needs are met. The Lord supply all my need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. And my landlord is kicking me out of the house. <laughs> see, see, first when they say, what supply? These Christian people. He said, me, they go look for things to do. They go, they, they go, they talk what? They go, they speak what? They go, I will continue to speak it. I will continue to speak it. Because the same people, remember, the same people who are mocking you today, when the words begin to work, they will say, and these guys was always saying it to. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, one of the first times I heard of um, Bishop Oedipo, he was, he was, ministry was just, has started balancing a little bit. But he will talk with such, I'm always talking about him this day. So he will talk with such audacity. See, even Bishop talks now. He's not, Last year he started talking like that too. He has been talking like that when he was, when he said he had one B2. When he goes for a meeting, he looks, okay, no, was he, was he the one? No, it's uh, another man of God. He said he had one car. He used to call it the car, the car had a name. When he goes for a meeting, he looks for a sloppy place to park the car. Because the car can't start. So immediately the meeting closes, he just put the car in gear, just sort of and boom, the car started, he'll take off. But Bishop, Bishop was driving a bit too. Bishop had nothing. But he has been talking this way. Amen. Speak. The people who control this world are those who speak. Amen. Like, like, the son, we were talking about, about, uh, uh, um, um, being confident of God, supplying all our needs. People don't have anything. They walk into the bank. By the time you finish, you know. Let me give another negative. People you call fraudsters. How do they defraud people? By speaking. 
Amen. Bishop Oedipo says the closed mouth is a closed destiny. Speak. Glory to God. Now, let, let, let me, okay, so let me tighten and go into what I want to speak about today. Today I want to, speak, I want to talk about, I don't know how long it will take, but let's, let's just start. Today I want to talk about understanding. Understanding. And you see, that's why I said that it ties into what, what, what we, uh, what we, we, uh, faith that we're talking about. You see, one first thing that I will not say about understanding is that understanding is what makes faith work. Understanding is what makes faith work. Amen. See, for faith to work, you must have an understanding of God's word. It's not just, um, 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 it's not just you're quoting the words. It's not just you're speaking, parroting the words that makes it work. You must have an understanding. You must have a, 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 Another word I loosely use about understanding is revelation. You must have a revelation of the word. I think I've said it here before. If just quoting God's word works, if you have a parrot at home and parrot just quoting that, um, 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 my wife supplying all my needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. You know the parrot can say that much. Yeah. That parrot will be a wealthy millionaire. Because he, cannot, he keeps saying it every day, every day, every day, every day. It will work. What is that you have an understanding? That's what makes faith work. Amen. Hallelujah. An understanding of God's word is our, is our asset. It's our asset. Amen. An understanding of God's word is an asset for us. And that's what distinguishes one believer from another believer. Amen. Hallelujah. See, it's not your fasting. It's an understanding of God's word that makes fasting work. It's an understanding of God's word that makes prayers work. You know, prayer is good and prayer is awesome. And truly, there's one thing that uh, um, I constantly, you know, having a strong desire for is that I I, want, I I just feel that I want time. You know, this kind of just go get one three days, just stay and just pray for three days. I don't know why I have, but so I'm not despising prayers at all. But I'm saying that look, you must have an understanding before prayer works. You must have an understanding of God's word. You must have an understanding of God's word before prayer can work. You must have an understanding of what you are praying about. Amen. Hallelujah. If not, you're just, they are just babbling, just making noise, just disturbing the environment. Or just troubling yourself. Hallelujah. So, understanding is what makes your fasting work. Understanding is what makes your prayers work. And see, you can't substitute understanding of God's word you can't substitute an understanding of God. You can't substitute it with prayers. Amen. There's some people who just feel like, ah, no, it's prayers. If you just, ah, by the time you pray, just pray. God, you and God, you're like this, five and six. Sh- shut up. <laughs> you know, you're like ten and, you're like one and a million. Amen. But you have an understanding. You know, you, you know, sometimes pray, praying uh, is, Forget all the gymnastics we do in prayers and everything. But prayer is actually like a romantic relationship with God. That's what I, how, how I want to describe it. And what do I mean by that is that, um, in a loose sense, not just exactly, not totally like that, 
but try and understand them. I'm I'm the way that we, we, we give you some understanding is that I know how to I know how to like I said, just try and understand what I've said. I know how to yank God. Do you understand what I mean? I know how to yank God. You know what yank means. Amen. That and look, it's not just that I can come and say, ha, God, you too much. No one be like you more. In fact, where you did, nobody did. You you you're the greatest of the greatest, you are the biggest of just God, what do you want? What do you want? Just say what that's not what I'm talking about. Amen. But that see, we always say that the world's illegal is that you say the right things. You say the right things. You say, you say what's in God's heart. Then thank you. You say what's in God's heart. And then what you are saying is touching his heart. Amen. And see, the only place, the only way you can know what is in God's heart and say what touches his heart is by knowing what his word says. Amen. So you need to have an understanding of the word to be able to pray prayers that move God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Like I said, everything in the kingdom produces to the level of your understanding. Everything in God's kingdom produces to the level of your understanding. Let's look at um, Matthew 13 from 18. I think okay. Let's just now Matthew Matthew thirteen. This part of Matthew thirteen talking about the parable of the sower. It's a very popular parable. That the parable of the sower, sower saw the world, and they are all all that. Amen. Now this Jesus begin to explain the parable. Okay, let's just eighteen says therefore hear hear the parable of the sower. Go on nineteen. He says. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it. So, you see, one of the things, one of the things that makes the word of the kingdom uh, produce for you, one of the things that makes the word of the kingdom have any effect or any impact in your life is that you understand it. If you, if say, if you hear the word of the kingdom and you do not understand it, then these things happen. The wicked can come, the devil can come and take the word away. Amen. Verse 19 and uh, um, 20. He said, but he, but he receives on stony ground and he has the word and immediately receives the joy. 21. Go on, go on, go on. Yet he has no root in himself, but in just for a while, persecution, tribulation arises and for the words. For the word's sake, I immediately forget. You know, it's the same thing. It's his level of understanding. Amen. 22. Now, he who received the seed among tongues, the same thing, the cares of the world, is still an understanding problem. Go to 23. But he who received seed on the good ground is he who hears the word and understands it. Amen. He hears the word and understands it. Now what happens? Who, who indeed bears fruits and produces some a hundredfold, 
Psalm 60, Psalm 30. You know, for a long time, eh, I've always wondered about this. It says that they received the word. The word fell on good ground. They received the word. They hear the word and understand it. And then the word bear fruit. But it was not bearing equal amount of fruit in the lives of the very different people. I've always wondered about it. Is it that? But guess what? It's still what, because that's why I was, I, I was, I wanted us to read even earlier, earlier on, but maybe go home and read it. Do you know this, this, this parable, one of the, one of the key elements of it is understanding. So, why you are receiving different, um, uh, 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 um, levels of harvest is because of their level of understanding. Because, see, but he who received the seed on good ground, it's, it's not that he said that, um, the, the ground, the, the good ground had, um, different, um, no, he says the, he, they received the seed on good ground. It's good ground that could produce, could, could, uh, uh, um, hold the, 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 the seed, the seed grow, take root and bear fruit. So it's not the ground. It's not the seed. What is the problem? Why is their level of harvest different? They are understanding. They are understanding. Amen. They are understanding, determine your understanding of God's word, your understanding of God's promises, determine how much you get from it. You come to church, say, there's a mighty supply, or, or God has met all our needs, or whatever uh, 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 confession about about. Okay, Philippians four nineteen. My God supply all my needs according to the riches in glory. We preach message on it. Or everybody shouting, whoa, 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 whoa. I mean, the people who are shouting are shouting. The people who are mm, are mm, everybody's making whatever sound they want to make. We leave church next Sunday. Amen. Somebody comes, and then is. Just see that somebody comes. Praise God! You know, after I had that one, something's there on me. And you know, this week God met my need. I I received a million naira in the oh glory to God. That's exactly what I needed. Amen. And then somebody else is in church. We're not giving a testimony. I just say, eh, it's true. Okay, it's true. Even me, that's true. Even me. This week, um, I received ten k now. I got ten k. And somebody says, well, okay. <laughs> Will I consider that um, bottle of Coke that somebody bought for me, free lunch somebody bought for me yesterday? Will I consider it as the mighty supply? Amen. But everybody, based on that word, are receiving various levels of testimonies. Why? You're understanding. Amen. So, it's important how we understand the word. Amen. Your understanding of the world will determine what level of um, um, harvest comes to you. Glory to God. Glory to God. And that's why when we read, um, let's look at uh, Proverbs 4 verse 4, Proverbs 4 7. He said, wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And in all you're getting, get understanding. Amen. It says wisdom is the principal thing. Get wisdom. And in all your understanding, and all you're getting, get understanding. Now, you, you, you know, something interesting, I, I say, I'm, I, 
Maybe we'll talk about it in, in depth later. But it says, wisdom is the principal thing. So, wisdom, what does it mean, principal thing? The first and foremost thing is to get wisdom. Amen. See that Emmanuel or Uncle David. Oh, okay. <laughs> but even you thought you looked back. <laughs> Amen. So he says, wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And in all your getting, get understanding. Now, you know, you know something interesting. What I was, I was looking at this. It, it, um, it says, wisdom is the principal thing. I know that we have def, def, different definition of wisdom. I know we have different, uh, um, explanation for wisdom here, but I'll just go straight to the one that came to me. It says wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, therefore get wisdom. And in, in, in the New Testament, it, Paul was talking, he says, Jesus has made to us wisdom. Amen. So, he says, wisdom is the principal thing. A relationship, I mean, to put it this way, Jesus is the principal thing. Therefore, get Jesus. Have a relationship with Jesus. Believe the work, works of, believe the finished works of Jesus. Believe what in his finished works has been done for you. Believe in what in his finished works, works has been accomplished on your behalf. Believe what in his finished work has been provided for you. Amen. Now he says that, and in all you're getting, get understanding. See, how do you, how do you bring, how do you bring what Christ has done for you, how do you make it your reality by understanding? Amen. By understanding. Glory to God. By understanding what he has done for us in his finished works. Again, like another word you say we will use for it. By having a revelation of the finished works of Jesus. Hallelujah. I said, see, the Bible is full of, and through the sacrifice of Jesus, the Bible is full of all the things that God has done for us. It's full of various kind of blessings. It's full of, uh, of, um, um, assurances. It's full of truths. It's full of the forces that govern this life. Amen. But the only way you can access it is by understanding. You must have an understanding. You must have a revelation of God's word. Amen. Hallelujah. Like this, even well, it may end up being a series, but let's just go. So, have an understanding of God's word. Have an understanding of what in the finished works of Jesus has been provided for us. You know, I, I, I always say this and use this illustration. Look, if a will is left for you, if a will is left for you, you know, some 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 years ago, I think it was still. In Zared, I mean, I'd love Zara then, but I, I had the testimony. Years ago, there was this brother, okay, my younger brother even was one of the people that told me the story. There was this brother in church then. His, his father was a military man. His father had, the father died. I can't remember what, I think maybe in an accident or something, father died. I remember when he died, known as Africans now, the vultures, the family vultures came. They took, and they were very comfortable. They were very, I mean, they were very comfortable at that time. He had, um, they had drivers that dropped them in school and things like that. But when the father died, vultures came. They took everything. I mean, literally everything. I think this boy was already on campus then, or he got, eventually was able to get to campus. Do you know on campus, he was, he was actually doing what shaman, 
he'll go and collect clothes, wash clothes, and you know, wash laundry boy. He was doing laundry boy work to be able to raise money to just take care of himself. And that went on for years. Then one day, I, like I've forgotten the details of the story. One day, he came in. I don't know how he came in contact with one of the father's friends. And then the father, ah, yeah, so so I've been looking for anybody, any member of your family for years. It was, it was a very close friend of the father. They did business together, and um, somehow I don't know how how it happened, but a huge amount of the father's money and assets were in the custodian of this man. So, the man told him to come, came, I think they did all the paper ratification and everything like that. Overnight, this boy became a big boy. Amen. But, is it not that these things were not there? They were, they were all the while, they were there. All the while they were there. But because he didn't know about them, he couldn't access them. Amen. And that's a very, very um, popular story that um, I've read recently. The, the man who, one of these old-time uh, ministers was the one who was saying, telling the story. A, a, a woman had worked for a very wealthy woman. Some of us know the story. A woman had worked for a very wealthy woman. Has a um, housekeeper or something all her life until the lady died. So when the lady died, in the will, the family will, she willed, um, she was given a document, a form of a document. This woman couldn't read, so she just, what she just did, she got it, framed it, and hung it on her wall. She had grown old, she was living in a rundown house, she couldn't afford electricity, she couldn't afford good meal, she was, so this, this minister, this one of the old ministers, came to visit her. I said, while he was there, he was just looking and then looked on the wall and just saw this plaque. I asked her, he said, is this thing real? She said, yes, it is real. That, um, her, her, her mistress, when she was died, willed it to her. Said, the man said, can I borrow it for some days? I'll return it back. He said, no problem. Just make sure that you return it back in good order. He took it. A few days later, he came back. And guess what? He said, that was the woman willing her a large portion of her estate to this housekeeper who had served her all her life. Amen. I said, when, she, when the man took it to the government, that said they had been looking for this document for years. Because what belonged to her, nobody could touch it. It was hers. Why didn't she enjoy it? No understanding. Amen. I'm trying to tell all these stories to drive it home. One another story that is coming to mind. <laughs> I believe we also we had also had this story before. Um, two two people were going on a ship cruise, and so you know they just gathered money, gathered money. I think the husband and the wife they just gathered money to be able to pay for the cruise to ship ride. So they gathered the money, and then they you know they entered the ship. I was, it was for a couple of days. I can't remember how many days it was. Months, Abby. So, eh? It's true life story. So they were on the cruise and then towards a few days before they arrived, they, you know, they packed biscuits. They said, ah, ah, 
we were just able to pay for the the right. So they just packed biscuit, had enough water, so they just eat their biscuit and water, you know, just become for a few days to the end of the ride. I think they just came out and then um um somebody saw them and then they started talking. So oh, are you on the ship today? Yes, we're on the ship. We are we are we are so I said, but um you are traveling to you know all this conversation. I said, but we never see you come down for dinner. I said, Oh no, 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 we can't afford dinner. We're just able to pay for the ship cruise. Say you paid full ticket for the ship. He said, but the, the ticket you paid pays covers for food and everything. And for months they were eating biscuit and water. It's true life. <laughs> Amen. They were eating crackers, biscuit, and water. Let's not shout too much, because you know some of us. Probably, if we're probably towards the twilight of our life, I realize some of those things. Some others, we've been heaven. You just enter heaven and you say, ah, you say, ah, you say, why you, why you washed by the blood of the lamb too? You say, yeah, I never saw you in the millionaire's club. You say, no, ah, the blood just saved me to enter heaven. You say, no, he saved you to enjoy the earth on your way to heaven. What is the underlying fact of all the stories I've said? It's understanding. It's understanding. That's why it says that. And in all you're getting, it's not enough that you have wisdom. Let's even just look at it the way it is here. It's not enough that you have wisdom. It's not enough that you say you're wise. I get sense past everybody. In all you're getting sense past everybody, have an understanding of how to use that sense. In all you're getting, get wisdom. I mean, in all you're, in all you're getting, get understanding. Hallelujah. You know, that, that, this is interesting, uh, scripture. So, uh, um, Psalm 103 verse 7. Psalm 103 verse 7. It says, He made known His ways to Moses, His acts to the children of Israel. You know, when I was serving, it was one of the first time I saw this scripture and we had plenty of debates about it. But just coming more and more, life is just, understanding is coming more and more, life is coming more and more. He said, he made known his ways to Moses, his acts to the children of Israel. He says, God made known his ways. Now, let, 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 let me, let me use another, another word. Let me probably shine light in, in, in our hearts. He made known his methods to Moses. His acts to the children of Israel. He says that he made known his ways. You know what it means? God made known his ways to Moses. So God, Moses could repeat the acts of God. But the children of Israel, all they saw is God just do, does the thing. Amen. Let me give you an example. I say, um, I made known, um, my recipe. I remember my recipe to, who do I like this evening? To Bethel. I made known my recipe to Bethel. And the cake to David. You know what, you know what it means? But you know what that means? That means that Bethel knows how to make the cake. Every time Bethel knows what to do to get cake. 
But all David just knows is, wow, beautiful cake. Mmm, delicious. This is nice. Mmm. Amen. But he says he made known his ways to Moses. Why, why, how did Moses come to a place where Moses had an understanding of God? Moses had a relationship with God. And that understanding came from a relationship with God. Moses had a relationship with God. And that, in that relationship, he understood God. I know it's not only Moses. If you look at a lot of the patriarchs in, in the, the Old Testament, they had an understanding of God. Look at someone like Abraham. I mean, one time, God came down and said he was going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. You know, it, it's, it's, if we look at, if we think about it in our contemporary something, it's like, ah, you argue with God. God came, you know, you know for some of us, it's almost, us, pray that's not any of us here. But some of us, if God call, if you just, maybe for, let's even say, imagine that it happens. God just come and say, ah, ah. The, the way this um, this um, city is behaving, I'm going to destroy them. Say, ah, God, God, who can change your mind? You have spoken. You are God. Amen. So, what can I say again? No, Moses understood God. Moses, in contemporary time, Moses got up and started debating with God, started bargaining with God. You think if Moses knew that, if Moses didn't know that God was going to listen to him, Moses would do that. He knew God. That's what Daniel would say, they that know that God shall be strong and do exploits. But it comes from a place of knowing God, having an understanding of him, having an understanding of his word. And that's why in the beginning, I was, I, what I was saying in the beginning that, see, is that we need to have an understanding of God's word so that even in place of prayers, we know how to yarn God. We're talking about Moses now. I mean, Abraham. Abraham knew how to yarn God. You see, and I think even Moses too, one time said the same thing. He said, you, you are right. I mean, I'm using my own words now. You are a righteous God. Will you a righteous God do what is unfair? Have now. I was going to say, okay, okay, okay. For the sake of, if, if I find, if I find, uh, um, this number of people there, say, eh, but God, come on, let's think about it again. I kept going down and going down. You know, a lot of ministers will tell you that they believe that if if um, Abraham continued, and even come to a place where God, if you find one person there, would you spare the city? That like he probably have gotten it. He made known his ways to Moses. We're talking about Moses now. He made known his ways to Moses. Mo- See, Moses was one who was able to, and that's why that's why Moses' punishment was was, was severe. Because it's the case of God, you know me better than these people now. You know me better than these people. All this is my acts. All this, you know, you know, you know, at one point, when, when, uh, um, God said he was going to come down to see the children of Israel, and then he, he came down, came down, the mountain, all the drama that happened, the children of Israel said, ah, Moses, no, 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 God, we don't want to see you. You are Moses. You people will be talking. Moses, you're going to be talking to God. Anything God say, come and tell us. Well, we don't want to see God. Amen. Moses and the children were they not both human beings? But one understood the ways of God. The other ones only saw his acts. You want to see the, you want to understand, you want to experience, you want to be able to, you want to know the method of God and be able to perform acts of God. They have an understanding of him. Amen. 
have an understanding of God. Let's look at um, another scripture. I'm not reading scriptures. Another scripture, Psalm 82, verse 5 and 5 to 7. No, before we go to Psalm 82, Okay, summit, it's too far. He said they do not know, nor do they understand. They walk in darkness. All the foundation of the earth are unstable. I said, you are gods, and all of you are children of the most high. But you shall die like men, and fall like one of the princes. Amen. Go back to five. He says, they do not know, nor do they understand. And because they don't know, they don't understand, he said they walk in darkness. All the foundations of the earth are unstable. Everything just looks confusing. Everything just looks unstable to them. The verse 6 tells us that, what? I said, you are God. See, God said about us that we are gods. Say I'm a God. No, 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 that's wrong. Say I am God. Because you didn't say you are a God. You say you are God. Say I'm God. It's not blasphemy. Say it. See, in this world, in this world though, you are God. In your world, you are the God there. He said, you are God and all of you are children of the Most High. That's what we are. So you see, what I'm saying, that for, for, it, for you to have any, for it to have any impact, for you to, to see it at work in your life, you must understand, you must come to a place where you understand that I am the God here. I'm a child of the Most High. Listen, if you say that you're children of the Most High, if you're children of God, then you are Amen. All of us come from families. You are born by Nkamari. You are an Nkamari. You are not sure high. You are a Jaja. Hallelujah. Amen. Why? Why? Is it because of something that you did? Is by birth. By birth, by default. So it says that you are children of the Most High, so you are God. So you must have an understanding that I am God. In this situation, I am God. Then you can perform, you can, you can, you can use the ways of God to get his act in that situation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Verse 7. He says, but you shall die like men and fall like one of the princes. That will not be our story in Jesus' name. But you see, it all comes from a place of us having an understanding. It all comes from a place of us having understanding. Now, so what am I saying this evening? We need to have an understanding of God's word. Amen. 
if there's one prayer that we should pray, there's one desire that we should have is that, like Mephishans uh, 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 say, the eyes of our understanding is flooded with light. I know that one prayer, strongest prayers that Paul was praying for, 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 for believers, that they have an understanding. The eyes, Paul says, uh, Ephesians chapter 1 verse, um, verse from, from 16, 16 downwards. Amen. Not just to make mention, you making, make mention of you in my prayers. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. Verse 18. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened. See, if there's one prayer that any believer should pray, if there's one prayer that we're constantly praying, is that the eyes of our understanding is enlightened. The eyes of our understanding is flooded with light. The eyes of our understanding is open to see. Amen. Hallelujah. When understanding comes, darkness leaves. Faith works. Faith works. Because see, an understanding will make you know, know that you know that you know, that you are sure that you know that you know. Amen. Hallelujah. Faith works by understanding. Um, Okay, I'm still reading. Let's look at one, one scripture. Uh, last scripture I'll read this evening. Psalm 1, 119 verse 144. It says, the, ra- the righteousness of your testimony is everlasting. Give me understanding and I shall live. Give me understanding and I shall live. Now, you know, it's interesting. It's interesting. But it says that, um, Give me understanding and I shall live. Um, Habakkuk 2.14, I think that's the one I can remember. There are four places that quote this, this, this scripture, but I think I, I can remember that one, the first one is Habakkuk 2.14. Habakkuk 2, 2, I can't remember, I didn't even get it correct. Anyway. The scriptures are, the, the, the scriptures are, is, it says the just shall live by faith. There's one in Habakkuk, there's one in Romans, there's one in, um, Hebrews, and then there's one in, um, there are four of them. The just shall live by faith. Now, point, okay, four. Are there ten more verses to it? Behold the proud, his soul is not upright to him, but the just shall live by, and I like the one in Habakkuk, that's why I always remember the quote to the one in Habakkuk. He says, the just shall live by his faith. The just shall live by his faith. Amen. Now go back to Psalm 119, 144. Remember, the just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith. He says, give me understanding and I shall live. Give me understanding and I shall live. So we can say that understanding activates your faith. Because the just shall live by faith. I say, give me understanding and I shall live. So understanding and faith are related.
Yes, sir. Yes, everybody say yes, sir. Now permit me to take another another step to say understanding and faith are the same. Do we agree? Because if he says the just shall live by faith, and he said, Give me understanding and I shall live. That means understanding, understanding is test of faith. It propels faith. Understanding is faith. The reason why it seems, I use the word it seems, it seems your faith is not working is because you do not have a proper understanding of God's word. You do not have a proper understanding of what God has done for us in the finished works of Jesus. The moment you have that, the moment the eyes of your understanding are flooded with light, you come to a place where you know not because not because of the happenings, not because of the circumstances around, but because you know. Amen. You just you know it on the inside. You're just you're just convinced about it. We know. Amen. So we must come to a place where we know. And you, 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 you can only come to that place where you stay in God's word long enough for it. Good to, of course, somebody will know that I'm going to say it. You must stay in a place where it long enough that it affects your thinking. It affects your, your mind. It affects your emotion. It, it, it alters, it alters your mind. How many to use that word? You know, a lot of times, uh, you, you know, <laughs> some some days ago, I was just thinking about about um. I think I saw a madman. I was just thinking. I said, "Madness." You know, a lot of say madness is caused by an evil spirit. Then I just, then just come to me. What are those who take drugs and then and they, they become run mad? So okay, that one's drug induced madness. But then it, it 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 also came to me that look, do you know a lot of times those drugs they take, this drug this drug they take opens their mind for spirits to influence them. Amen. There, 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 there are some of these, some, some, some people in some field, like music and some other field, they actually use drugs to extend, exactly. And what does that, what does it, it opens their minds to spirits. There's one musician, one musician, I won't call his name. You know, the story was told that one time he went, he went and stayed. I can't remember, fully remember where. But he went to stay in one funny place for a number of weeks. For a long period of time, long period of time. After he finished, you know, that, in that funny place he was in, he came back and was, of course, purely demonic. It was purely just demonic. He came back, produced an album, and he became a hit, a sensation for years. I call his name, some of us will know him. And so some of other musicians, I've heard of some of some musicians, they just they release an album now, just disappear after a long while, they come back, release an album. Every time, there's some musicians, every time they release an album, it's a hit. But they release one album, disappear, come back, release an album, disappear, come back, release an album. Look at their lives, they are into drugs and things like that. So those drugs, basically what I'm saying is that those drugs alter their, the state of their minds. 
we must come to, we must allow God's word, we must have an understanding of God's word to the point that it alters the state of our minds. Where impossible no longer exists when it comes to that, that, that particular area of your life. Amen. Hallelujah. I'll stop here. Because I can keep talking. More things are coming to me. But I'll stop here. But I'll say this. Let our quests, our desire, be for understanding. Amen. Let's have a strong desire for understanding. Let's pray the Pauline prayers that the eyes of our understanding are flooded with light. We come to a place where we, we know. Because that's what the, the Pauline prayer says. That we may, please, please go, go back to it. That we may know. That's the end of that. Your understanding flooded with light that you know. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know. When light comes, you know. When your understanding is enlightened, you know. When your understanding is enlightened along the area of your health, you know that it's impossible for you to be sick. When your eyes enlightened the area of your of, of 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 your finances, you know that it's impossible for you to lack. Amen. Like I said, I've been really listening to Bishop, um, following and um, tagging Bishop Bishop Oedipo for for this this period. And poverty is a disease. I can never be poor again in my life. He knows. He knows. We can all, I see, the point is this, we can all come to that place where we know. Amen. And one of the ways that they're giving us to us to know is the sacrifice of Jesus. I always like to, uh, um, I always like this, the, the account of the disciples on the way to Emmaus when they saw Jesus, and the Bible says that, you know, they were talking us of things, and Jesus walked up to them, what's going on, and said, ah, are you a stranger in this time? Haven't you heard all the things that have happened? And the Bible says that he began from the prophets, he began from uh, Moses and the prophets to expound to them the things about the Christ. Amen. And despite that, somehow he still didn't dawn on them as he should, until when they invited him in, Bible says that he took bread, he broke bread. And the moment he broke bread, he says their eyes were opened. Tonight, as we partake of communion, our eyes are opened. Light comes in the name of Jesus. Our understanding is flooded with light. We know. We know for a certainty. We know for a surety what God has said about us. Faith dawns in our hearts. Faith arises for us to take action in the name of Jesus. Thank you for listening to this message. We hope you were blessed. Connect with Savannah Grace Chapel Port Harcourt on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at SGC Port Harcourt. And download our messages free on Telegram at t.me forward slash SGC Port Harcourt.